Welcome. This is Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. We want to thank you for taking time to listen to our Sun, Salt, and Light broadcast. We want you to know and grow in the Son, S-O-N, Jesus Christ, and be the salt and the light. We'd like to thank you so much for taking time to listen to this broadcast. We simply teach the Bible verse by verse and chapter by chapter, and we believe that God changes a life one verse at a time. I'd like to personally invite you out to come and see the church. Uh, it is a very casual atmosphere, and uh, but we do take the Word of God very seriously. We meet in a non-traditional church building. We actually meet at the BFW 3966 in Divine, Texas. It's located at 211 West College Avenue, big white building right next to the post office. Our service times are on Sunday when we go through the New Testament uh, at 10 a.m. And then on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. we go through the Old Testament. Uh, We have children's ministry available for both services. And if you need to get more information on the church, you can go to calvarydivine.org. Today, if you have your Bible ready, Luke chapter 2, verses 21 through 35, as we continue this verse-by-verse study, the title of this sermon is, His Name Was Called Jesus. Here is the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. And uh, it ended up something went wrong with, uh, I don't know what was going on at the house. He had told me he shot at the kid and almost missed him. I mean, when the bullet went right through the wall, he got arrested. And, and he had stopped the first six months. He was running to Jesus. He was running to the Word. He was running to prayer. He was running to fellowship. He stopped. He was no longer uh, running to those things. And over time, that little bit of a distance started happening with him and God. And within that, those old friends started coming in. Ended up destroying the marriage. And now he's spending, I think he's still got another five years of jail time left. And he's been in there for, I think he had 10 years to do. And, and it's sad because at the end of the day, it's like when we tell you all that, or if I ever tell you that, I'm not telling you that because I'm not trying to, I'm telling you that because this is even what I need. I'm telling you that I need this. I need to run to Jesus. I need to, to, to run to his word. I need prayer. But I also need fellowship. Because when you come into church, the importance of church, and this is what people don't realize, is because COVID knocked all that out. Everybody was like, oh, I'll watch church from home. Now, I watch things at home all the time. I watched a football game last night, and I had so many interruptions. I'm like, just, could everybody just be, like, just, y'all go over there, let me watch the game. (laughs) And so I'm thinking, how are you watching church at home? Because how many interruptions are there? Kids running around, or or people coming, knocking at your door. Oh, I got Amazon package. Let me go get my Amazon. And then you still got the word going. You're not listening to anything. You're going to grab your Amazon package. I know how this works. And, and so the reality is when you go, when you're, you're at church, the, the, the greatest need that you have is fellowship. Because what you have is so important. The wisdom that you have, the discernment that you have, the, the reproof that you give, the encouragement that you may give. It may be something that you give to somebody, but you may come through those doors needing the same thing. And I can tell you something. There are times when I need it. I come in and I get encouraged. Or I need to be reproved. Right? But that's what church is. It's fellowship. We need that. And we we can't run from that. 
And one of the things I love about Simeon is every day he went to the temple. And he's advanced in his years. And yet he's like, got to go to the temple. This may be the day I see the Messiah. Right? That should be us. That should be our same hearts. And, and, and so for us, it's the same thing for us. Is like we need to understand, like at the end of the day, he was waiting for the constellation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. He was waiting. And when you get away from fellowship, it's no different than you. And in, in, in divine, you can lose signal real quick. If you haven't been out here long enough, you get around here, you get to start driving around, you lose your signal fast. Your GPS will just stop. And you have no direct, like you'll end up in Hondo. Like you're like, how do I get to Hondo? I thought I had, it just quits. The, the GPS stopped because it has no Wi-Fi. And that's the same thing for us. When we get away from the Lord, when we get away from seeking God or waiting for God, that's when the signal gets disrupted. And that's what happens when we break away from fellowship. And it's important for us to understand that we have that relationship with God and He wants to meet with you. He wants to hear from you. But the further you allow you know, that, that connection to be disrupted, the harder it's going to be for, uh, for you to, to hear from the Lord. It's not that God can't get a hold of you. He will. But the thing is, it's a relationship. He wants to hear from you. And we know about the Holy Spirit. We know that the Holy Spirit came upon Him and, and was upon Him. But for us, we have the power of the Holy Spirit. And I, I love that. It's, we are to be connected to the power of the Holy Spirit. In Psalm 24, verses 3 and 4, it says, Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in this holy place? He who has clean, clean hands and pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. And we know that one of the things that Simeon was is he was, he was a pure heart because he was devoted to God. And so he, he was submitted to the Lord to serve. And if you're walking in sin, it hinders you from prayer. It hinders you from your connection with God. Like God wants you to deal with that stuff. It's, it's something that we forget, and, and, and it's just something to remember that He wants to hear from you daily, but He also wants you to confess that sin. And so Simeon would have been a man that would have been seeking to uh, seeking God, and, and he's like, hey, this thing that was in Malachi, you promised hope, your Messiah. You promised it to me, to us, to Israel. It, it says in... In Isaiah 7.14, that behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us, which is written 700 years before Jesus ever walked the earth. And so if anybody ever tells you, well, the Bible's not true, I can show you prophecy after prophecy after prophecy that has been fulfilled. And Simeon is holding on to that promise saying, I'm waiting on the consolation. And he's filled with the Holy Spirit. I and mean, the Holy Spirit, I love it. The Holy Spirit lets him know, hey, you're not dying until you see the Messiah, right? You're not dying until you see the Messiah. And so he's waiting. And, and that's a question for us is, are we waiting? Are we waiting to hear from Christ? It's God that renews our strength and, and, and revitalizes us and empowers us. But it's, it's a lot of times what happens is we get impatient. And we don't want to wait. We are an impatient people, including me. Okay? Including me. I had a major thing happen this week with the doctor. 
if I didn't have anything else to worry about this week. It seemed like from the Christmas Eve party, everything just went boom. And um, and it was questions of direction of where my health was going to go for the next 10 years and how things were going to get shaped and how things are going. And let me tell you something. From Tuesday, the appointment was Friday. I couldn't even wait from Tuesday to Friday. That's how messed up I am. I'm, I'm just a sinner just like y'all, man. I'm just, I'm impatient too. And I'm like, Lord, please calm my heart. I, I don't know why I'm feeling impatience right now. I don't know why this is bothering me, but it brought me back to 2009 when I was barely walking. I was dealing with pain on a daily basis. And, and but I was, it just, it, the, the enemy used just that feeling, that emotion, and had me in a tailspin. And every time it came up, I was like, I need to stop and pray. I need to stop and pray. Because you're being impatient. The same thing that you're going to teach this week, as you're telling them, that, as the Simeon's waiting on the consolation, and you're telling them, hey, you got to wait. How many times Simeon walked in the temple and he goes, not today. Well, man, it's been a year already. The Holy Spirit told me a year ago. But he keeps being faithful. I get to the doc appointment, everything works out fine. But it just reminded me how easy it is to be impatient. And how easy it is not to wait on the Lord. What you do is you keep seeking God. You don't stop seeking God. It says in Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. In James chapter 4, verse 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. When you're impatient, when you're dealing with stress and worry and concern and anxiety, draw near to God. Pray. Just pray. In verse 26, it says, And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And I, I'm sure, and I've said this before, I'm sure many of us have people in our lives that need Jesus. And that's a prayer that you can pray is like, Lord, don't let them see death before they, they meet you, the Messiah, because I want to spend eternity with them. And we know a lot of people that are struggling right now, that are, that are in that place of, I'm just going to do what I want to do. And, and they'll go down that path, and God will give them up to a debased mind. And, and we have to just keep praying for them and just like, Lord, don't let them see death before, before they repent and meet you, the Messiah. And I love that because it, at the end of the day, we, we see Simeon's heart. So Simeon was faithful knowing, hey, I'm not, I'm not dying until I see the Messiah. In verse 27, it says, So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law. So they're doing exactly what the, the, the law had required the, the parents to do. And Simeon's coming in and he's led by the Spirit. Now, this is important for us because there are times when you don't feel like being at church. If you have the Holy Spirit in you, you need to be at church. Now, I have visited many places. Been on vacation in Galveston. And I show up at Calvary Chapel, Houston. I have been to Bungie's church. I've been to... If I'm on vacation, I've been to Calvary Chapel Coastlands and Corpus Christi. I still need fellowship. I still need the Word. I still need worship. Don't let that keep you from seeking those things. The, the thing that I love is that he's led by the Spirit and he's led where? To the temple. To the temple. Something that we should desire to want to be at. Some of y'all, I know y'all had a late night. I did. 
as well. And I was like, man, it's going to be hard tomorrow morning. But I was like, where do I have to be? I have to be at church. I get to be at church. We need to be led by the Spirit to fellowship, to church. And Simeon was, was that as well. And I love that about him because he, it, it just shows that he was a Christ-centered man or he was a God-centered man uh, that, that, that he knew this is where he needed to be. And when you're in tune with the Spirit, oh man, that's a beautiful thing. Then you know which direction you're supposed to go. You're not second-guessing yourself. You know God's will for your life. In John 14, 16, it says, And I will pray the Father that He will give you another Helper that He may abide with you forever. And, and, and then John 14, 26, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in My name, He will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance all things that I said to you. And in Romans 8, 14, For as many are as led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. In Psalm 143.10, Teach me to do your will, for you're my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of, of, of righteousness. Simeon is led by the Spirit of God, and that's what God's Spirit does. It leads us. But if you want to be stubborn, and you want to lead, because it's not, you, you don't believe that song, Jesus, take the will. You're like, give me the will. Right? I'm going to do my own thing here, Lord. Let me drive. You go ahead and sit back. I got this. And we do that sometimes, and we got to be careful with that. We need to be led by the Spirit the same way Simeon was. And so as a follower of Christ, you have the Holy Spirit that resides in you. And, and one of the things that I, that I pray is that you would understand, like he says, it's better for, for me to leave for the Helper to be with you. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit resides in you, Right? And, and so one of the things that I've, I've talked about is the obedience and, and understanding the Holy Spirit. And there is the easiest way to, to maintain your walk is, is these things. You need to acknowledge God's presence in your life and, your, and, and the absolute need that you need His grace in your life. Every one of us need that. And, and John 15, 5, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abide in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me, you can do nothing. can't do anything without me. Yeah, you can do a lot of worldly stuff. You can have all the, all the titles and all the stuff, and it's just, it means nothing. When, when I tell you, like, man, I remember when I first got my house, first house I ever bought, and I was like, man, this is nice, and I was like, at first time, the kid, one of the grandkids, right on the wall. And I was like, okay, Lord, now I know what that's worth, right? I got a brand new car one time, and then, and then the bird, I, I'm not lying. We, got, we didn't even make it home. Big old right on the windshield, boom, bird, let it loose. And I was like, and the Lord's like, you see what this is worth? All this stuff is going to be burned up. It's going to get burned up. And, and what happens is we allow these worldly things and these credentials and status and money and all this stuff, it means nothing. Because without Him, you can do nothing. You can do stuff worldly, but in the Spirit, and it doesn't, doesn't matter. You have to have the Spirit of God moving in your life. The battle of the flesh and the Spirit, and that's what it always comes down to. In Galatians 5.19, it says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissension, heresy, Envy, murders, drunkenness, robberies, 
And the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That is the flesh. Now, funny thing is, some Christians will go back to this list. It happens. If you do, you need to repent and ask for forgiveness. And because of the grace that we live under, God bless the grace we live under. We have His, His mercies and graces every morning, right? Because it, the, the, the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And one of the things that we forget right off the bat is, is it, was, it was love, right? It's love. It all begins with love and that's that's a problem for a lot of people is that they 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 we we come down to the connection of the power of the holy spirit and it comes down to whether or not you're going to feed the flesh or feed the spirit and the one that you feed is the one that's going to win if you feed the flesh the things of the world oh it's going to win every time but if you're feeding the spirit the spirit will win and you know how you know this happened it's like a tube of toothpaste. When, when the world squeezes, what comes out? Was it the flesh or the spirit? And, and, and if it, trust me, I've had, this, I've had the flesh come out. <laughs> it's like, Lord, help me. And, and you just, I, man, and that's usually, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, I'm sorry. And I need to repent. I need to ask God for forgiveness. But, sweetie, I, I'm sorry. I didn't say something right. 37 years of marriage coming up, and I'm still stepping in the, the mess sometimes. So, you know, that's just part of marriage. It's, it, it's, there's always hills and valleys with marriage, okay? Uh, the second thing of, uh, to be connected to the power of the Holy Spirit is essential for your life is to believe in God's promises and, and look past your own perspective. Take God's promises for your life and stop looking to your own perspective it tells you in proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 trust the lord with all your heart and lean he tells you man and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path you know this was one of the first verses i was able to to grasp as a as a christian was this one because i could i understood that everything that i leaned on in my own understanding was the train wreck of 39 years of my life because that was my own understanding. And the last thing I want to do is start leaning back on that old, that old understanding. Because it, it was sinful. It was a mess. It created chaos. It, it, it created problems in my kids' life, in my marriage, within my family. And that's the thing with when, we're, when we are so focused on our own perspective. And if it's sinful, it's like dropping a rock in a, in a pond. The ripples of your sin impact everybody there is no selfish sin sin impacts everybody my sin impacted my nieces and my nephews it did when my wife left the house and got fed up with me i i went over to their house and and created a scene poor greg i'm throwing clothes out on the lawn she's got to go and poor greg was like oh brother <laughs> and god bless greg he had patience with me that day he was like come on mike and he, I was like, what am I doing? And, I, and in that moment, I was in my flesh. I wasn't walking with God yet, but I was so fleshly. I, just, I was hurting so bad, I wanted somebody else to hurt, but it was my sin that caused her to walk out. 
So I don't want to lean on that understanding anymore. It's the last thing I want to do. And then we need to rely on God's power and His sufficiency for our life. A lot of times what we do is we rely on, on our own power. And, 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 and what happens is, is I love in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, it says, But we have treasures in earthen vessels that are excellent, of power made, maybe uh, of God and not of us. Made by God and not of us. And so one of the things we do is, is uh, the vessels themselves are, are just clay. They can break easily. But it's, it's held together by God. And, and for us, we need to remember that it's His power. It's His sufficiency. Stop depending on yourself to try to fix everything. You spend more time fixing stuff by going to, the, going to God in prayer. I always tell people, the, the biggest problems with the church today, and that's what we're going to talk about next week, is prayer. It's prayer. It's the biggest need for the church. It's the biggest need for your life. It's the biggest need for the people around you is they need prayer. And, and we all need it. And, and so we, we have to go to God because He's all-sufficient. He's all-powerful. And if we depend on Him and you go, look, I can't fix everything, but God can. You know how much? <laughs> there's freedom in that. And that's what a lot of people don't walk in in that freedom is they don't walk in that freedom in Christ to go, you know what, I can't fix this, but I can go to, I know who can. And I can go and start knocking on the door and saying, Lord, you, you told me that it says in here that there's a promise here and I need that promise to be fulfilled in that person's life. And that's what you start praying. And so stop depending on self. And so in verse 31, in Luke chapter 31, it says, Which you have all prepared before the face of all people, and, and a light that brings uh, to the Gentiles and to the glory of the people of Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things that were spoken of him. So Simon gets to hold the baby. And then Simon, uh, or Simeon, blessed them and said uh, to the, uh, Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined uh, for the fall and rising of many in Israel. And for a sign which will be spoken, yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, and that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. So Simeon gets to hold the Messiah, and he's like, man, I can, I can go die in peace now. Because exactly what God said was going to happen has happened. And we see that he, he tells Mary, you know, this is going to be... Uh, Simeon tells her, you know, and he's very honest with her that, you know, your soul will be pierced. She's going to be the one that stands and, 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 and sees her son crucified. And, and at the same time, it, it, as <laughs> happened to hear her own son say, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? In Matthew chapter 12, verse 48. Because Jesus comes first in our lives individually. And, and so, and then he asked, she, she hears in John 19, 26, woman, behold thy son. I mean, she, she goes through some, some serious turmoil in her life and, and, and to see that hurt and that pain that she has to deal with is something that, that's going to be hard for Mary. And, and Mary would not have been in this moment to be able to contemplate what is being revealed to her. She wouldn't have had the foresight to know this is what's going to happen. But in the moment, it would have started. Remember what Simeon told us. 
and it would have it would have begun to stick and it says in verse 35 yes the sword will pierce through your own soul that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed and 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 christ uh, on the cross is uh, as many hearts were revealed and and one of the things that we do know is as we look at the the divide that happens between israel and and uh uh, for many people that either chose to follow or not follow many were there just for the show many were there to see demons get, get cast out many were there for uh, let's watch them feed the 5,000 right or am I going to get free food the religious leaders were hardened hearts and what'd they do they didn't want nothing to do with them either but then they had some that followed him and followed him wholeheartedly. I would like to thank you for taking time to listen to our broadcast. This is uh, Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. If you're someone like me who is uh, listens to a lot of podcasts, you can also listen to us on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Audible, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, just type in Calvary Chapel uh, Divine and you'll you'll be able to track us down. And lastly, I just wanted to invite you out to church. Uh, we are a casual church that meets in a non-traditional building, uh, meaning that we meet at the VFW 3966 on West College Avenue, big white building right next to the the post office. Uh, if you want to get more information about our church, if you need to ask uh, some questions or you even need prayer, just go to calvarydivine.org. And uh, we want to thank you again just for listening to this broadcast of Calvary Chapel Divine Texas, Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. God bless you. Have a good one.